Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is the best of the jason smith show on fox sports radio Oh, I dig we're still using the Bayheim Open, even though Syracuse is out. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the mobile Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. One more night, I'm in Phoenix, Mike in Los Angeles, as we continue to do the show in different locations, but always together, buddy. I'm, oh, I always feel like I'm sitting next to you. Even when I'm, you know, 700 miles apart from you. My quads and my calves cast a big shadow. I understand that. <laughs> There's no question about it. I'm just, just picturing sitting next to you and seeing the, you know, the water in, the, in Jurassic Park when the, when the Tyrannosaurus Rex is getting closer. It just starts rippling and rippling. Oh, no, Harmon's walking down the hall with coffee. If only we could get a guy that looks like Goldblum to sit there. I'm going to get some some of those glasses for tie shirt, maybe a leather jacket and grease for his hair, and we'll be ready to go. Uh, we are ready to go tonight. We got a lot of basketball coming here. We got big stories from the National Football League. The Jets may be trying to move up to number one. I don't Crosstown know. Crosstown Classics, buddy. We got I, baseball. 
Yeah, but hey, we're getting closer. But hey, here in Phoenix, every every five feet is a billboard. Three days till opening day. Oh, nice. Two days till opening day. Every, they're ready here. They're Hopefully, ready here, man. I'll tell you what. Are those all electronic billboards, or are we talking guys still get to go out with their their glue and squeegees and whatever? Because that's no, good no. for the economy if they're doing it these that are way. glue and no, these are glue and squeegee billboards, man. Fantastic. These are glue and squeegees. Well, Absolutely. did you see what they did in Oakland yesterday? So if what, you, what did John Gruden do? No, Tell no, me. no. So if you if you went to Oakland to the Oakland Alameda County Stadium yesterday, if you were wearing Giants gear, they charged you fifty bucks to park. Unless wow. they can get you to say go A's, then they let you in for twenty. Well, they should let me in for free if I'm going to say go A's. Well, I mean, you still got to have some costs. I mean, you are selling your soul. So they give you the thirty dollars discount. Gear. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> If you're wearing your Giants gear, we are going to gouge the hell out of you. But if you're willing to sell out your team for just sure. $30 less, you can get in at the A's rate. Don't drink oh, that yeah, poison. Yeah. No, poison no, poison right there. No, you'd have to do John Calipari, he knows. No, I would okay. have to do it. What am I going to do if my wife is there with it and my daughter? Oh, no, no. An extra $30 for parking, I'm not going to say go A's? Of course I'll say it. It's 30 uh, it's, less dollars. It's pretty funny. They also, um, we, I was watching the Half-Blood Prince just a little bit ago, uh, so I got to watch Double Door drink the poison. Oh, oh that poison, that poison! He drank that. But and right now, John Calipari have used the end of Half Blood Prince. Coach Don't Cal, drink that poison. No, but he did that poison. And then he died. No, sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, meanwhile, oh, Bobby Knight, come on, man! Like he was just waiting to get in on that one. Uh, tonight, <laughs> speaking of basketball, a huge, I would I would guess, re-debut. You can't say debut because he's already played a little bit this year. But Markel Fultz hey, welcome is home. back. The number one pick in the NBA draft. Back for the Sixers tonight. They beat the Nuggets 123-104. And what kind of night did Fultz have? How about 10 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds in 14 minutes? Take a listen to his first big highlight. And now Joel, here's Markel breaking free. He gets the right-hand layup. He coasts in there. Whoa, what a graceful move on the right wing. Denver thought he was going to go off the Embiid screen, and Markel Fultz on the board. Sixers Radio Network on the call. Not a bad 14 minutes worth of work. When you can go 10, 8, and 4. Well, when you can and get the 13 part, shots up? Come yeah, on, you're nice. talking about, that's George Costanza. Yes. When he was playing with Jimmy <laughs> on the pickup courts. I mean, come on. You know, that's the thing is that there's a couple of big things with Fultz. Look, he's the number one overall pick in the draft, and he looked good tonight. You know, I, I, I was cringing. I was wondering, is he really ready? How is that shoulder? Because he's missed so much time with his shoulder, and there's been through a lot of secrecy about Fultz. Sure. And, and you've seen video of him online trying to reshoot, whether it was something in his head, something he had to get through mentally to get back to, to a, a solid form. And it was just, oh, my God, we're never going to see this guy play ever. There's something really rough going on with him. And now he did have an air ball early, but for the most part, he looked like Markel Fultz. He, you know, he played well. He it's, you know, five out of 13, not bad for your first action in 58 games. Not bad. He, he ran the floor pretty well, and I would be very emboldened if I'm the Sixers. And now, in fact, after seeing this game, I'm thinking this is going to be fantastic because now what I can do with him in the postseason is obviously Ben Simmons is our guy. Look, you know, because Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. The guy's a super-duper star. But is Fultz somebody that can come in and be that instant offense 
you know, when, when, when he comes in and play 15 or 20 minutes. You don't want to play him a lot of minutes because he hasn't played in a long time, but could he come off and be that instant offense guy for like 15 minutes and 20 minutes a night? Absolutely. If Anytime 15, we can get a Lou Williams reference in early, we we love it, Jason. Oh, so that's exactly what you're looking at Williams. here. Well, but that's what you're looking at here, right? If you can get a guy to, to run up a shot, every, uh, average a shot a minute, that's, that's everything you could ever want, especially if you're uh, in a daily fantasy league. Oh, look at you already went to fantasy. We're five minutes into the show. You already went to fantasy. Would you rather I say gambling? Gambling lines of how many shots and what his point total is going to be on a night to night basis? Would that make you feel better? You went to fantasy already. The fantasy. Daily fantasy implications. Look, this, as long as Joel Embiid is healthy, they're going to be a threat. They're going to be a team nobody wants to play. And this is another, you know, uh, arrow in your quiver, you know, that, that the 76ers Actually, have suddenly a guy coming in that, you know, look, you've added, it's like you're adding a free agent. It's like you made a trade. This guy's the number one pick in the draft. He was picked ahead of Lonzo Balls, picked ahead of Jason Tatum. He was that, he only played 13 games at Washington, but he was that good. And now you're going to have a bit of a situation after this year because you have him and Simmons has turned into a superstar. It's like, okay, is you're really going to have the number one overall pick play 15 minutes a night. I don't know how that's going to resolve itself. Maybe it's as simple as J.J. Redick is gone and Fultz is going to play off guard and he and Simmons split. But for now, I'm thinking if I'm the 76ers, whoa, this is what we could do now. And he can be a weapon. And suddenly he's someone that we can rely on possibly in the playoffs. Well, that's just it. You get an extra weapon off the bench that can fill it up who clearly has no conscience when it comes to putting up shots, I don't mean to belabor the 13 shots in 14 minutes, but in the playoffs, when you're just looking for that spark, young team, you don't know how they're going to react. Clearly, he's got no no consideration, no pause in his game. So suddenly, if you, if you get yourself into a fix, here's a guy that's going to come in and at least try to shake things up. And maybe that inspires and, and gets the rest of the team looser uh, and they can continue from there. Right now, sitting in the four seed at 43 and 30, a 10 and a half back at Toronto, just ahead of Indiana on your playoff slots. But makes for a, a very interesting addition, right? The old... You know, questions you get in the second half of NBA or NFL seasons when you've got a wide receiver coming off an injury or, or such of how much of an impact they are, they're going to have here from Markel Fultz, even if the shot doesn't look right, uh, it, as long as he's game, you at least have another option and, and gives them uh, a little bit of extra motivation and push getting into the playoffs. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Now, this was said tonight because this is this really is is the best part of the Markel Fultz story. Here's what it sounded like when he was checking into the game for the first time. All right, the Nuggets were shooting free throws, and the crowd wanted Fultz to enter the game. Let's get this reaction with Markel Fultz. JJ Redick, Joel Embiid, Robert Covington, and number twenty, Markel Fultz, and a standing ovation for Fultz. Number 20, the number one pick, and Devin Harris with a class move. Patting him on the backside, trying to ease his fears a little bit. Not fears, but nerves, and a stand and a continuous standing O. What a moment in Philadelphia. Jamal nice job. <laughs> Sixers Radio Network on the call. So you got the That's a low bar. standing ovation. Well, yeah, it's true. That's a it is, low yeah. bar. Your team just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Come well, on. Okay. Well, they're excited to see him play. Why are you hating on him? They're excited to see the guy play. I'd be excited. You giving him a long standing ovation for showing up? 
Do you realize the ovation I would give Tim Tebow if he was playing right field and batting fourth for the Mets? Buddy, did you see the... I mean, that could actually happen. But he's going to the, the what, the Thunder Ponies? Yeah, well, okay. The, no, the Rumble the Rumble Ponies. The Sorry, Rumble the Rumble Ponies. ponies. I'm so like, but, that, but that, well, the Thunder Ponies is all right, too. Uh, that's I probably like Thunder Ponies. That's probably something down the street here. Uh, the, I think Stormy Daniels was in Thunder Ponies. May have been. You don't I think say. she was. The yeah. uh, Rumble Ponies, I, I sent you a picture of that uh, batting practice hat. It's pretty fierce. <laughs> <laughs> Especially so, when I, I yesterday explained the horse meat sandwich r- reference horse to meat sandwich several uh, several friends who oh good didn't, who missed good, good. it they all, they've heard they all it know about the horse meat yeah, sandwiches they've, they've heard it and said what the hell is that so <laughs> it gave me an opportunity and then today when i saw the the tim tebow news i laughed and said hey i was talking about horse meat yesterday i'm very very excited about it uh so while tim is excited markel fultz was also excited but he wasn't really sure what they were chanting when he was coming into the game. Here's Fultz afterwards. How did it feel to get the ovation you received from the crowd tonight? Uh, it was kind of cool. I mean, at first I thought they were saying Nick Fultz, and I was like, and I realized it, and it was, it was pretty dope, though. <laughs> but uh, like I said, these fans are, are great, and um, I love them, so it, it's good. He thought Markel Fultz was Nick Foles. Now that I could understand, no matter would, who comes in the game, we're going to chant for Nick Foles. It would have been pretty funny, though, if Nick Foles had been at the game. I don't right. know. I haven't seen anything to tell me he wasn't just yet, but man, that's kind of entertaining, right? All of a sudden, Nick Foles is standing up in the middle of introductions. I don't know why they're introducing me, but hey, here I am. Uh, Covington coming out, and here comes. Oh, it's Nick Foles is being chanted to come into the game. But you know, look, he well, he was deeper down now. the depth. He knows. Chat. Yeah, exactly. He's coming out right, Nick Foles. And I think every Philadelphia sporting event at some point they should just burst into sporadic applause and chants for Nick Foles. That's not a bad. I mean, really? Move. I mean, well, I mean, at some point. I mean, you know, look, opening day for the Phillies when they're getting drummed like nine nothing. You know, seventh <laughs> inning, just you know, start chanting Nick Foles. <laughs> I like that. that's how it should work. I, I like the cut of your jib. I think that's good. As we get towards <laughs> baseball, I've got Oakland and San Francisco on, and look at this. I actually get to watch a Dodger game in the studio. I don't. Wow. I don't know what to do with Dodgers myself. on TV, and they've done ninety-seven close-ups because Otani has reached first base. Oh uh, well, I missed well, exactly may, how he did it, but they they're to, getting but every. They may have to send him down. You may not see Otani uh, unless you're getting uh, AAA tickets. See, they don't they don't have a lot invested in him, so they can actually make that. <laughs> all the money went towards posting. Oh, Twenty million dollars. Yes, that's right, but only two point five to three on his salary. That's the definition of empty calories. Where's that money going? No, he had to post it. So who get? No, no, his team's got it. Yeah, it no, doesn't actually go anywhere it. near his pocket. No, 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 just, nobody it's just it, for the just rights the to look at him. Yep. But meanwhile, speaking of the NBA, because we have to do a couple of minutes on this. Sure. Not to say I told you so, because you know I don't like saying I told you so. Never never heard you say that before. But we find out today that it looks like Steph Curry could be out through the first round of the playoffs. A grade two MCL sprain suffered on Friday night. Uh, Steve Kerr said today, yeah, it's really going to be a long shot. Not expecting to be back at all. Meanwhile, Steph Curry said, hey, hoping I can come back as soon as possible. Trying to get back sometime to play in the first round of the playoffs. I told you. I told everybody, Mike Harmon. I told, listen, Steph Curry is 30 years old now. He's got, he had his in, a, ankle injured four times this year. He's someone you have to worry about limiting his minutes now. Because it's obvious that he had problems early in his career. They were better the last three or four years, and that's been great. But now, it's obviously this year he is dinged up. 
He is dinged up. Look, four ankle injuries, and now he sits out. We told you when he had that last ankle injury, he should not come back until two games before the playoffs start. Get him back in. Let him play a bunch of minutes, even three games. Let him sit for a month. Let him get healthy because this is an injury plague season for him. Don't bring him back too fast. You want to make sure you have him for as long as possible. Now, was this a fluke injury? Sure, of course it was. Getting fallen on JaVale McGee, it, it, it's not like, oh, we brought him back too early and, and his ankle was re-injured, but there was no reason to have him. You want to make sure you have him for the playoffs. Why risk a month of potential injury in games that don't matter? You don't need any of these games. You're going to finish second at worst in the West anyway. It doesn't matter. You want to make sure you have Steph Curry for the playoffs, and yet still, they brought him back and he got hurt, and now you're wondering, when he comes back, how healthy is he really going to be? Do you sit him for the rest of the season let him come back with two or three games left to go, and then he works his way back, in, and he's fine for the first round. He's one of those guys that now you have to realize we have to protect him. We have to protect him. We have to make sure he stays healthy, and we have to limit the mileage on his t- on his tires because he's someone that he is getting older. He is slighter, so he is going to get dinged up more. Well, that's the thing is that folks forget there were a couple of years before the the run of Steph Curry began. So already in the league, already with the history that he'd had coming out of Davidson all those years ago, uh, still baby faced, but long on the uh, the the treads off the tires because we're looking at an extra season plus in between the injuries because of these deep playoff runs. And now you've, in theory, and Steve Kerr said as much today, you've got enough stars here that you should be able to to weather the storm. And if you can't, well, that's a whole other you problem. And the takedown of Kevin Durant begins in three, two, one. <laughs> no, but the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, you're going in as the number two. You let Houston do their thing. They, they've played to the number one seed, but myriad questions about those players once they get into playoff mode and whether they'll be able to rise to the occasion. You need to sit Steph Curry in bubble wrap as long as you can uh, and keep him away from McGee and Zaza Pachulia. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's not all fun and games for Sister Jean and Loyola as they get ready to take on the Michigan Wolverines, as their trip to Hades will begin if they beat Loyola. Sister I thought Jean, you said Haiti the, for a minute, but then I heard this. The, the you know, Hades. No, yeah, Hades. 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 No, Haiti would be different. D D D D. Haiti. Haiti is you know it's good luck in Haiti. You know from Caddyshack. No, no, this is this is Hades. Yeah. Ninety-eight-year-old sister Jean, who has been the big star of the NCAA tournament, now has met her match. In Jalen Rose's grandmother, Jalen Rose, who of course made Michigan famous because you know they wore black sneakers and and put the team on probation for a thousand years. Uh, the Fab Five, Jalen. Little details. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I've done shows with Jalen Rose before when when like when we were both at ESPN, and I remember the first time when we talked about yeah, you know we we started a lot of things in college basketball. You know we we wore the black sneakers. He says all these other things. I go wait wait is that what you're starting with? Were you the first ones to wear black sneakers? Really? That's that, the way that, you do. Starting point. Hey man, that's, that's Vegas misdirection. Yeah. You talk about <laughs> style and substance and all these other things. What about the scandal? Nah, <laughs> no, no. We all wore black sneakers, man. It was so cool. Who remember? Everybody remembers the timeout. They don't remember any scandal. <laughs> <laughs> so Jalen Rose's grandma weighed in on social media, and now we have a 98-year-old versus a 100-year-old. 
trash talk competition. Here's Jalen Rose's grandmother from earlier today. Gene, it's been a good ride, but it's over Saturday. Go blue. 100. Damn. <laughs> It's been a good ride, but it's over Saturday. Now, when anybody who's 98 and 100 years old says that, you think, but it's just basketball. We're just talking about basketball. <laughs> it's just talking about it's been a good ride, but it's over I mean, this on was, Saturday. But it's over now. It's, she wasn't doing a Bobby Knight on. on no, 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 no. Don't play that tight shirt. Or lightning will strike the studio. I hope they're all done. Uh, oh, you know, I don't care. I'm in Phoenix. You guys are there. Hey, you hey, hey. All, yeah. Now you're yeah, wishing you guys... death and dismemberment on me. Blame it on tight shirt. No, no, no. But it's no, over no, no. Saturday. <laughs> it's over. Like, that sounds like from a horror movie. Yeah, that's, that's like that's... one of those great trash talks. It's over on Saturday. Good ride. On April 27th. <laughs> She sounds like she's threatening Sister G. That's right. On April 27th, it's Final Four in 3D. You know, here's the thing. There is something that is so wonderful about this trash talk. I want this to go on all week. I want Sister Jean to put a message on social media. Then I want Jalen Rose's grandmother to fight back, all this stuff. But this is what's crazy about this, is that normally... When people get older, at least I know this in my family, they have less of a filter yeah. and they just say whatever the hell they want to. I'm it's only not, 44 not, and I'm getting there. Yeah, so well, look yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're definitely a get off my lawn guy. But, <laughs> but I mean, as I notice, everybody in my family, you know, and, and my wife's family, as they get older, it's you now they have less patience and, le- and I'm just going to say whatever I want to. And sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's full of profanity. Sometimes it's not PC. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, it's it's uh, look. I I worry about my dad at times going out now, not for non PC stuff, but just he like loses his mind at, at, at the drop of a hat. Well, we I have only met Walt a handful of times, and I've seen oh. that in action. If we go to a if we go to a restaurant and and the waiter doesn't bring his water right away, that's now my dad is done for the entire yeah. meal. Yeah, he's done for the entire meal. Uh, can I get you something, sir? Well, I kind of wanted water when you brought it for everybody else, but uh, no, I'll just have a... No, no, don't bring it. No, don't bring it now. I don't want it now. Dad, do you want water? They'll bring you water. Dad, the guy just forgot. No, no, no. No, a few minutes ago, I wanted it. Now I don't want it. Oh, okay, Dad. Okay. All right. You still get paid here? You get paid? Oh, gee, Dad. Come on, Dad. I mean, that that's kind of what I have to watch out for. You get older, people lose their filter. Pam's grandfather, he lived till he was 96 years old. Some of the stuff he said, we would go outside with him like, oh, my God, Pam, you got to tell your grandpa. He's got to be quiet. We're, there's people around us that are listening. He they doesn't care, kids. though. But that city doesn't care. Put, a, put him on a podcast. <laughs> Ask him his opinion on things. You'll go viral in no, times, no time flat. A podcast with people 98 and up. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think there you go. I think there's money to be had there. Think of the sound okay. drops that we'd have for Ty shirt. Like, you know, Walt's not 98, but if we just had him unplugged, you just give him a microphone and put him in front of MASH or whatever the <laughs> hell he's watching. Here, watch a couple episodes of Matlock. Tell me what you think. I don't Walt know. I think unplugged. there's something there. <laughs> I think we'd have a... a a soundboard to rival anything that you find on E-Bombs World or any of your other great places where you find great audio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I've said many times before that the Giants should trade Odell. And it really, it's not just about the fact that guy's a distraction. You can think a little bit deeper than that, and that's fine. But this is Odell Beckham. They should, Giants should move on 
and trade him and draft a quarterback. Just move on. You've tried. You've tried with this invention. You've tried with Odell Beckham as the focal point of the team, and it hasn't worked. You need a quarterback because Eli Manning, I'm sorry, he's at the end. You're drafting second. Take a quarterback. Take Josh Rosen. Take Josh Allen, whoever you like at number two. This is when you get your next franchise quarterback. You have to. Odell Beckham is a fantastic player, but he drops a lot of passes, he goes invisible, and he causes a nuisance. Any player who solely wants to get paid, and that's Odell Beckham. Think about all the players that have hit you over the head in the past with, I got to get paid. I got to get paid. Now look, every player wants to get paid. right? They all do. Everybody does. But guys that make it obvious that if you show me the money, I am going to give you something great, it never works out. The minute somebody pays Le'Veon Bell, done. He's just going to be a guy. The minute they paid Des Bryant, just a guy. Mo Wilkerson, you pay me. The Jets paid him. He's just a guy. Now he's trying to restart his career with the Green Bay Packers. Anybody who goes so over the top with, you have to pay me because I've been so good, never lives up to that contract. And I can't give $20 million to a wide receiver. That's not the way the NFL works. You know, Now the NFL is, in, is a different way. It's about depth at wide receiver, and it's about having a really good quarterback with options because the easiest thing to do is to say, okay, if we go four wide, I'm going to find the mismatch because I'm going to have four number two receivers out there, four number two type receivers. What the Jaguars are doing, a phenomenal way to illustrate that. And I will find it. I will find D.D. Westbrook matched up against the wrong guy, and I'm going to complete a pass. As long as I have a, a quarterback that can go through progressions, I will find the mismatch. This is how teams are building. They're no longer saying we need that one stud wide receiver. They're not doing it because that's not winning. It's let's get a bunch of guys. Look at the Eagles. They just had, they had a bunch of guys. You know, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey for a year. They had Nelson Aguilar. They got Zach Ertz. They got a bunch of guys catching passes. It's not just, well, this is the one guy who is our star. Nobody does that now. It's different because you cannot sink $20 million into the wide receiver position and think that's going to be a good investment. Doesn't work. Well, especially when you've got a guy with the history that Beckham has in terms of holdouts, not being there for off-season workouts. you got the injury history now. You, you add a, a lot of it, not to mention wanting to marry a kicking net and all the other problems uh, that you have. And it, it all piles up. It, in one here and there, it hasn't been a big deal. In totality, becomes the ongoing battle. I mean, when you've got your ownership and your front office people having to talk about it, you know, you've gone next next level. Yeah, I can read Dave Gettleman told the New York Post when asked about the Beckham warning. I got nothing to say. <laughs> the, <laughs> so the, the, you got to love it, right? The, the will not take the field without a new contract doesn't specify spring training camp, preseason games, regular season games, how long he'll take it out. He's got a salary of $8.45 million this year after his fifth-year option was exercised and clearly wants to get paid. And when you go through the metrics, and that's the counter-argument that everybody defaults to, is look at his per-game averages. That's all fine and good. But at what expense? What do you have in the locker room, particularly when you've got Eli Manning in the final year or two? If you can go and trade him, to bring on another, you could probably get a what a first and a third, maybe a first and a couple of fours. I don't I don't know what the valuation is in terms of you know your trade generator kind of database, but you're, you're looking at the off season of is that is that him in a video or is it not? Now we're playing that game of facial recognition. Of is is this just a guy that kind of looks like him getting in trouble? I don't think the Giants <laughs> want to answer that question anymore. 
It was a guy who looked like him that punched the wall in Green Bay. It wasn't really no, Odell but Beckham. but that's what they it had was this a guy past that week, like right? Him on the boat on the boat in Florida. No, it wasn't but you, really but him. you had that this past week, right? Was well, I I don't know. That's hard, man. That's you know, it's look at this this tape that's coming out. It's like, oh wait, it's not him. So it, was, it, it wasn't know, Odell dropping those passes. No, that was somebody else. It was, but wasn't but Odell. how many times are you going to have to answer Odell. to something like that? <laughs> but that, and that's the Plus thing. That the video that are, came out that really was him. That they you don't have know what given him. Every opportunity to just get it right for five minutes. Five minutes. Just get it right for five minutes. They, you know, they, they obviously they don't want to give him a contract, but they're hoping. Okay, if you turn it around, and show us you can. All right, then we'll we'll pay you. But now the Giants are like we can't pay this guy. We can't pay that. The best they could do, we'll franchise you and keep you free. And then when your usefulness is up, we're going to let you go and be somebody else's problem. Because that's what had. That's what he's going to be, just like Terrell Owens, just like Randy Moss. He's going to be a guy that's so incredibly bleeping talented, but he's going to wear out his welcome. And teams are going to go. You know, we're not achieving with this guy, and we can't give him twenty million a year. So you know what? You go someplace else, and he's going to go someplace else, and then go someplace else, and go someplace else, and he'll have moments where, hey, we reminded of how good he is, but then there's still going to be knucklehead moments because he's never shown he wants to change. The minute you pay him, all of that stuff gets even worse. But that's really what it's going to be. The Gi- every every minute the Giants go, oh, everything they can, we're warning you. We're, do- we're, we're trying to help you. We're trying to tell you what it means to be a National Football League player and what you have to do. <laughs> and still, he's saying, nope, uh, you either pay me or I'm sitting out, or I'm, and he I just, just doesn't doesn't get it. I just love the reactions of Mara. I'm tired of answering questions about Odell's behavior and what the latest incident is. For Tish, eh, it's sort of background noise. Something I'm not paying much attention to. I didn't look at it. Maybe I didn't have those seven seconds in my life to pay attention to it. Because <laughs> I'm not paying him this year. That's the, I'm flipping this off because yeah. I don't want to think about him right now as I'm preparing for the draft. That was also the, my phone is on my person. You want Odell (laughs) Beckham Jr., you got the digits. Give me a call. Let's talk. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. One thing we're really going to miss, and you think I'm being facetious, but I'm being 100% serious, we are really going to miss Grayson Allen. We are really going to miss this guy. Whether you love Duke or hate Duke, it doesn't matter because... Grayson Allen, for the most part, was the perfect Duke guy to hate. Sure. Right? He was clean cut. He was emotional. He hit big shots. He gave Duke a face. Well, he also translated it and made you think of uh, Hawkeye. Looks a little bit like Jeremy Renner. You know, the guy nobody bit. thinks belongs there. So, right. you, so you hate watch him. <laughs> you were hate watching Grayson Allen, too. But that's the thing is he gave Duke a face, and that's really difficult in college basketball now because teams don't get, quote, faces. There's not many personalities because guys don't stick around long enough. They don't stick around long enough for you to invest in their careers. It's very rare. Even guys, look, even even Syracuse guys that I know, guys like, like Tyler Ennis, who's now kicking around the NBA because he got bad advice to go pro early. Well, you know. In the end, he was there a year. I mean, that's how I think about some guy. In the end, the guy was there a year. In the end, the guy was there. He played 15 games. He was there. You don't get that because that's not what the game is anymore. The game is about potential, and the minute you flash it, okay, we're ready to go take you in the NBA. And then guys decide, I can go to the NBA now, and then they kick around the you know the G League, and and what am I going to do? And then they're playing in Europe, and now, boy, I could, I could be a senior in college, and instead here I am playing in Turkey. Mmm, Turkey. But... 
for the game, you don't have guys to invest in. And Grayson Allen, you know, he stayed. He stayed. He was a guy, look, I could still hate Duke and all the headlines. Oh, the long national nightmare is over. Duke is out of the tournament. You know what? That's what's really underrated about the one-and-done rule is that fans can't develop love-hate relationships, can't develop and, and hook onto a player because as soon as you hook onto a player, he's gone. You know, they're gone before they make a real imprint. Maybe it's one big run to the Final Four, and you think, oh boy, yeah, Malachi Richardson had that big run to the Final Four as a 10 seed. Well, and, and, and he's gone. And that's it. Now he should be a senior this year, and boy, the big wave goodbye is tough, and instead it's okay, he's here and he's gone. Tyus Battle. I'm already like, okay, the guy's gone. And the last, my last image of him is he missed that big free throw <laughs> when he could have made it and could have tied the game. I mean, really, that, that's what it is with guys. That Whatever school it is, those are your guys when you know they're only staying you know, a year and then they're gone. If they play, show anything in the tournament, they're gone. They're gone to the NBA and they leave. And, and as far as fans, it's why we always say that the, the teams and the players don't really matter. It's about the sport and it's about the event of, of, of March Madness because the players... There's not many. There's not many to go, boy, I got to see this guy player, this guy player, this guy's great. No, it's it's just about the event. The event is the real star. Yeah, you watch a little bit for the laundry, especially if you're going against the historic programs and, and you you know anti-Duke or anti-Kentucky or pick your team here, your conference rival or your school's direct rival, whatever the case may be. Otherwise, you're looking at the coaches. And before the, the tournament, you know, you and I discussed the fact that the FBI reports and the 3,000 hours of audio recordings that will eventually start to get parsed through and, and pieced and leaked and whatever else. That plus the Yahoo report, talking about all these major schools involved. But once the ball was tipped for the first of the play-in games, first round, whatever the hell we're supposed to call them officially. I don't know. I didn't get the memo. Uh, I guess since we're not on the television network that has it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, But the (laughs) the fact of the matter is, you know, as soon as the ball went up and there were brackets to be torn through and guys to curse or cheer for last-second shots or games to bet, it all went away. You stopped talking about that and actually went back to the – to the game, which for the most part over the course of the season, what did we talk? Bagley and the Duke guys a little bit and Trey mm-hmm. Young and the coaches. That's it. That's it. Yeah. it. The coaches win out in college hoops and they do it in college football as well. At least there you get three years so you get to build the narrative of some of the elite players, especially when they're Heisman contenders and so on. It breaks through the regional, you know, regionality of the college football landscape. But for college basketball, you don't have that same that same hope, that same crossover, because even the national games get muted in terms of where they're played. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.